Hello, and welcome to Radical Mothering. Today, I am here with Marta Ubiols. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really, really thrilled to be talking with you uh, because we've I've been following you on Instagram for a while. Me uh, too, me too. <laughs> so since I think since you published your first book and then now you have a new book that just came out. So I'm really excited to be talking about them, both of your books and about your experience because you're you have you're almost done on school. Almost done, yes. <laughs> Which is super exciting for those of us who are still like deep in the thick of it. So, um, okay, I'm just going to ask you uh, just to quickly uh, introduce yourselves and just talk, uh, in, sorry, yourself and talk about, uh, you know, who you are and what you do. Uh, I used to be a teacher. That's how I came into the world of education. And that's when I realized I didn't like the school system, what I was seeing. I thought it was me, me being the weird, me being always complicated and different. So I chose to try different schools. I always try, try. And I realized I just didn't like the schools and the teaching and what, what I was seeing. And at the same time, that was as a teacher. At the same time, as a mother, when I put my kids in school, because I didn't even question not to put them in school. I put them in school. That's when I, I didn't like what I was seeing as a mother. Mm -hmm. So as a working mother and as a teacher, I quit my life. I, I stopped being a teacher. I stopped working. I kept my kids home. And that's how I got into the world of unschooling. So I'm, they call it, I'm a teacher turned unschooler or something like that. That's what they call it. <laughs> Yeah, there are many, many teachers. Yes, we are. Yes, we are a lot of us. Yes, yes. So I guess that's who I am, a teacher turned and schooler. <laughs> okay. And uh, can you just say a little bit about why you, uh, how you kind of came to writing your first book, which is about, Ooh. correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, about your experience, essentially your experience unschooling your children. Yes, yeah, so my book is like, it's a my first book is a memoir that uh, people like to call it. It was therapy for me mm -hmm. uh, because I went through a lot of problems. Um, my first pregnancy was not wanted. It was a surprise. Then I encountered the school system. So I ran so, through so many problems that brought me to a beautiful life. And when my, my son turned 18, it was the closure of these problems and then beautiful life and when he turned 18, my emotions inside my body went like crazy. And they wrote a book. It wasn't me. I didn't write it. <laughs> my emotions wrote that book. And I was amazed because I have never in my life written anything. I'm not a writer. I've never been. I was a math and physics kind of person. So I was very surprised that I wrote a book. And then a new life started. The writing life. <laughs> I love, so, yeah, I, my, love that. I love the story and I love how you say that it like kind of like spilled out of you uh yeah. it's almost like I mean it's almost like you didn't write it it just like kind of emerged right like you yeah and like everything else I fought it I fought becoming a mom I fought staying at home teaching my children and then I fought becoming a writer I'm always fighting whatever comes to me <laughs> instead of just accept it 
Yeah. It well, takes me a while. So much, it's so much more fun to fight it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It makes you learn a lot. Exactly. And okay, so now most more recently, you've written a second book. And this one is right. a more, um, maybe less uh, anecdotal and more right. factual. I don't know, how would you describe it? Right. So the, the first book was my story, because I thought, okay, I'm going to publish this because everybody has read many unschooling books, Peter Gray, John Holt, uh, Taylor Gatto, everybody's reading those books. But nobody has read how did it have like how did it go? How does it end? How does the unschooling look like? So I thought, okay, I'm gonna publish this book so people just see what it looks like in one family. Thinking that I was helping. <laughs> but then all the people that read it or they follow me on social media, they kept asking, but how? But how? And I kept thinking, just read all the other books. They tell you how. But then I thought, why am I fighting this? The people want to hear from me. How? So I decided to answer all the questions. They kept asking me, how do you teach kids how to read? And then I realized, oh my goodness, all these decades of us going to school, we don't even know how to educate our own kids. Of course, they don't even know how to teach their kids how to read. I didn't even know when I was a teacher how to teach kids how to read. I had to learn. So I decided to write a book about helping parents educate at home, the unschooling kind of way, which is very difficult to tell you how to unschool. That's so, yeah, I just answered their questions. The second book is more like a guide of how to unschool. Okay. Did I answer the question? And I think, yes, you did. And I think, <laughs> right, because people are are looking for guidance because it's it's all very well to be like, oh, unschooling, autonomy, freedom, and all the other things we associate with it. And like all of the theory, right? Right, right. Actually doing it like day in, day out, I think right. questions come up. And I right. think- For, Yeah, one of the questions was, "What? how do I do the high school transcript? And I'm like, oh my goodness, all this information is on the internet, but they just want to hear it from me. So yeah, that's why I decided to write the book. To put it all together for them. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to have everything in a book. And it's sort of, I think yeah. it's comforting as well for people to know that you're not just Googling something random, but that like someone that you have a connection with, like you, yeah. presumably yes. people have a connection with you like through social media or through real life and they see how you did it. Like that's different, right? To just kind of randomly Googling like how to unschool maths or whatever um that's true so yeah um okay so I'm really curious about um what are some of the most okay other than the high school transcript oh yeah the high school transcript yes yes it's such learning a question to read, learning to read is such a big one and and I, I see this all the time um you know people asking and talking about it on social media everybody has their thoughts on it but anyway what are the other big questions that you get a lot like some of the bigger questions that then you kind of talk about in your book you're not going to believe it you're not going to believe it how to convince your husband or how to deal with your mother-in-law or mom because she used to be a teacher and she's annoying the beep out of you <laughs> so that is a very 
yeah, it's it's a thing. How to convince your husband or how to deal with your mom or mother-in-law that they're completely against it and close-minded. So I have a chapter about that. <laughs> That's so great. Because I was not expecting you to say that um, <laughs> at all. But actually, now that I think about it, I think it is it is a big question. Like, how do you convince the people around you that what you're doing is okay? Or at least to just let you get on with it and like not interfere or, you know, whatever. And so, yeah. That is a big and this one. Is, and it's very tricky. How how dare I tell you how to convince your husband? That's tricky. It's that's your partnership. That's a marriage. Like this is difficult. Yeah. It is difficult. Yeah. I mean, what was your what was your experience in terms of like um, convincing my husband? <laughs> yeah, or like even just the people around you, you know, like your relatives or whatever. It's not pretty what I'm going to say, but it is the truth. It is what I did. <laughs> um, I had, I, I did what I had to do to survive. <laughs> so my husband was on board about taking the kids out of school and educating them at home. He was very on board on that. But he had no clue what unschooling is. And I was learning about it. As soon as I took the kids out of school, right away, I learned about unschooling. It was very wild. So I couldn't tell him, honey, this is what I'm doing. Because it's really wild when you first learn unschooling. It's crazy. So I decided to first me learn it, not tell him about it, and keep learning. I read all the books about John Holt and John Gatto. I kept reading and reading and informing myself. And I didn't tell him for maybe six months or something like that. And that's when I told him. This is what I'm doing and this is what the research says, but I had to inform myself because how can you inform him if you don't even know it yourself or if you're doubting yourself? First, I had to learn. So it was like a secret, but he didn't ask either. He was not telling me, what are you doing, Charlotte Mason or Montessori? He didn't ask. <laughs> so I kept it a secret or oh, not a secret. I was just navigating the waters before I could tell him exactly what we're doing and I think I think you touched on something important which is that we need to uh feel confident that what we're doing is right like we need to feel it within ourselves right before we can really like start convincing others or like you know supplying the evidence or like justifying what we're doing or whatever we're trying to do right because otherwise it's going to be so easy for just other people to uh kind of break break our confidence down a little bit right yeah. and usual with the family with the family i have two stories see my family everybody's in spain and his family lives here in the u.s so the u.s family as soon as they found out i was homeschooling because they are all christians they thought it was the christian thing right homeschooling because Public school is bad, home education is better, you know, the Christian kind of mentality. So they didn't tell me a thing, they just assume. And I'm like, good for me. <laughs> and then my family in Spain, that's unheard of to educate at home. I mean, the don't get me wrong, the movement is growing in Spain, but nobody knows about it. It's unheard of. 
So it, it, I uh, again, I kept it really quiet. I kept it a secret until I was ready to share it because I knew they were going to criticize me and not understand it. And so I kept it a secret until I was ready. Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. And I think, I mean, I, I, I've chatted to many people like in real life and online about how they their family make comments and... Yeah. Uh, you know make them feel like they're not doing it right or they're doing like ruining their children or mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things and as soon as soon as you have a problem a regular normal parenting problem they make it that it's because you're homeschooling because you're no <laughs> it's just a normal problem <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. that drives me nuts <laughs> yeah yeah actually I I mean I have been guilty of doing that too at times actually my husband has also done that um oh really and I've said like for example like oh you know this isn't going so well like I'm I'm concerned about this or whatever and he's like oh well you can always send them back to school and it's like but but no like there's a lot that can happen between me being worried about something and the children going back to the school like there's area of things in between that that have nothing to do with school or homeschool are just like you said like just a life yeah so yeah did you you have to convince him too um well (laughs) the thing is like I he trusts that I am making the right decision I think I'm very lucky I don't really have to convince him I just good do it and then he I mean if he had a huge objection I get I think he would say but because he didn't really enjoy his time in school he's kind of like yeah let's do this new different thing why not and I think he trusts that I've done the research and I've read the books and I I know you sure did and all your instagrams it's a proof yes you have done a lot of research and you're very smart you sure know what you're doing that's Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, yes. you know, it's funny. Like you can sometimes know all the things, but you still don't feel. I mean, now actually, I I feel pretty confident about it. But at the beginning, I mean, it was really even even having read a bunch of stuff and having the evidence. It's really hard to stay like stay the course. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's very easy. To- since you're saying this, I want to add something that you didn't ask me, but I want to add it. I think it's important. When I first started and I read all John Holt books and all the other books, Peter Gray didn't come out yet when I started. I I gather all the info in my head and I chose not to look at anybody else. I was not on social media at all. And the homeschool moms that were classic homeschooling, I just closed my eyes and didn't look. I didn't listen. And I was very cocooning myself, like, this is what I'm going to do. And that was the only way to survive for me. Because in schoolers, we are a minority. We are surrounded by the homeschool community that they're very classic or strict. So, yeah, what I did was just don't listen, don't look and follow my way. That was the only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I didn't want to have doubts. Hmm. I think yeah. that's really interesting you say that. And I think that's a very... I think more of us could do that 
Uh, and I think social media is wonderful in so many ways because you find the support that you need. And for me, certainly at the beginning, when I first started being on Instagram, uh, it was about uh, validation. You know, it was about sharing what I was doing and then finding out that other people were also doing it. Um, but then there's also the other side, right? Which yeah, is, yeah. You see how everyone's doing it. So, yes, when when you see the mom that does Montessori in the cutest room ever, or or the other mom that goes, I don't know, they do million activities and I cannot afford them. That was damaging me. Like goodbye, I'm not gonna look at anybody else. I trust John Holt, like blindly trust him. That's what I'm gonna do until my son became 18, and then I was like, well, now I'm gonna go on social media and tell everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had to be quiet even for a while hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think for me at the beginning it was also like why are these children you know obviously you're not really seeing the reality right but it's difficult to convince yourself of that initially so like I'd see kids do whatever and do like whole units of like the, the dinosaurs so the, yeah yeah whatever and you know do all the coloring and the worksheets and the the crafting and everything that was all in themed or whatever and I'd be like yeah. but how like why are my children why do they not want to do that you know so it, may, it really was like okay either I'm doing something wrong or like then you know you start to think well there, maybe there's something wrong with my child and of course neither of those things are true um, exactly. at all and I think there comes a point where you have to just be like I am who I am and my child is who they are and yep. that's all that matters, right? I mean, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, okay, so we were talking a little earlier about um, before the call about <laughs> doubts, uh, and I wonder if you could share share some of your maybe initial doubts. You know, when that kind of beginning, I think that's the hardest time, right? When you first start out, you have no idea what you're doing, and maybe you have some doubts right so I do see that into a lot of moms that write me that they have doubts that's something that I cannot relate I feel guilty saying that no, but no. I cannot relate with the doubts because when I read John Holt not only I was understanding everything as a teacher I also was understanding everything as the little girl that went to school Everything made so much sense as the educator that I am and the little girl that went to school. It, it was like two ways. It, it was fantastic. It made so much sense to me. So I didn't have doubts. But I wanted to be a science researcher and see. I needed one proof to see if John Hall was right or not. I needed one proof. And that was allowing my child, the youngest one, the more unschooled, to learn how to read on his own like me stepping away from it and, and see if it's true that kids, if they're interested, they will learn how to read, if you provide, obviously. And like magic, easy peasy, he learned how to read. And that's all the proof I needed to say, okay, from now, from now on, I'm blindly doing this unschooling thing without any doubts whatsoever. Until my son turned 18 and he decided not to go to college to be a writer. One day I doubt it and I'm like, oh my God, he's not going to college and he wants to be a writer. Is that possible? And I Googled. 
Can you be a writer without college? <laughs> and I got many answers that yes, you can be successful without college and writing. And actually writing, you need to be free, not be taught. The freedom makes you better. So my doubt went away in just one day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one doubt. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think I I want to say maybe you're unusual for like not doubting that much. Or maybe like, I don't know. I certainly feel Unu like- Unusual is the word that I get a lot of times. I am unusual. Yes, indeed. <laughs> With a lot of things. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I feel like I hear doubts a lot. And I certainly doubt a lot as well. Uh, and it goes up and down. And I don't doubt, like, I don't fundamentally doubt that, like... Okay, this may, is I be, may I say what I think without hurting people's feelings? I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Okay, people... This is, just, this, is, this is just my little data that I have been collecting. It doesn't mean it's true. I'm noticing that the... The moms, I'm talking about moms because that's the general data that I have. The moms that are, have, they have doubts are the women that when they were girls, they were good students. They, 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 they behave well in school and they wanted to do well and they care about their grades. But I was not that girl. I didn't care about my grades and I was happy to get a C. It was like, oof, yes, I pass. That's all I wanted, a C. I didn't want a B or an A. I didn't care about learning. I didn't care about pleasing the teacher. And I think most of the people are wanting to be the, you know, pleasing the teacher and wanting to get a B or an A. I think that's the difference, that I understood what it is to be free and learn what you want and not wanting to learn what they make you learn. I, I experienced it so well. And maybe that's why I didn't have doubts. And maybe that's why the good girls that grew up to be moms, maybe that's why they're doubting because they were learning in class and they like learning in class. I don't know if that has anything to do. That's just my hypothesis. I mean, it's an interesting hypothesis. Um, I was that girl. I was the good girl who got the good grades and did all the things that I was supposed to do. Uh, up until I realized that um, that actually I had no idea what I loved, what I exactly. I that I hear that a lot. Yes, and I've I've heard the same story from many people. So yes, I, we're out there, and we are doing this. We are unschooling our yes. children, we're educating our children. Um, and and the and the thing is, when I was made, I was forced to read a book because it was what you had to do. Read a book, write the book report. I never read a freaking book, none. I cheated every single time. So I experienced this. Like if I make my kids read, they're not gonna because that's what I did. Might as well give them the freedom. And boy, they read a lot. <laughs> that was hard for me to understand. Why are they reading so much? <laughs> but anyway, my point is that I cheated on tests. I only studied enough to just pass to get a C. So I think that has a lot to do. Like I experience what it is to be forced to learn. Doesn't make any sense. You can teach me all the history you want. I'm still not learning it. I have a hard time remembering everything. So I think I experienced that. Yeah. I mean, it would actually be very interesting, I think, to see how many home 
schooling or unschooling parents are, you know, kind of were like the good student and how many were more like kind of the rebel a little bit or like what you're describing. You just needed, wanted to get through school, but you kind of through school, like you knew it was a little bit BS and you just wanted to, you know, be an adult and do whatever you wanted at that point. And I think it would be interesting to see like, obviously it's not so black and white. I'm sure there's like a bunch of people in the middle and all sorts of different types of people, but it would be it as a as a research project for somebody out there, it would be interesting to see yeah. how that journey of who we were as a child. Like, and I think another thing that helped me, a lot of parents have doubts with the gaps. They are afraid that their kids will have gaps in their education. That's a lot of people are afraid of that. And I never had that problem because experiencing moving from Spain to the U.S., I already had gaps. I went to school. I went to, you know, I went to high school and then college. I come to the U.S. and I had gaps just because I was from another country. And then the people in the, U- in the U.S., in my view, they had gaps because they were raised here, not over there. So I got to experience that even if you go to school, you will have gaps if you switch countries. <laughs> so, you know, I experienced that. It's like, so what if there are gaps? You will fix that problem like I did. Yeah, I mean, the gaps thing, I, I've never fallen for that because gaps assumes that there's one body of knowledge that everybody in the entire world should know. But of course there isn't because we're all different. We're all from different places, we're all from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like It makes no sense. Exactly. 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 So, but but I but I know that people worry about it like a lot. Like yes. a lot. So yeah. Uh, but I think your your what you're recounting puts it into perspective because literally you just shifted from one country to the to another one and there you are, full of gaps. Full of but- gaps. I didn't go I didn't go to prom. Like everybody tells you, right? You homeschool. Your kids are not going to go to prom? Well, I didn't go either. Nobody does in Spain. What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another one. <laughs> the little rituals of schooling that are like normal in the US and that you almost, if you're American, uh, you can't imagine like your child not going through that. And I feel similarly to you because like I went, I was raised in Italy and I went to school there. So I didn't go to prom and I didn't do, I don't know, whatever the school sport like wasn't like a big thing yeah exactly yes but I didn't experience in school and it I I was fine and I didn't miss them so yeah exactly very relative yeah um okay I want to ask you about um (laughs) what are what are some of the biggest like stumbling blocks uh for unschooling and you can you can answer for yourself or you can answer for like what people have told you like the things that they're struggling with and not not so much the doubts but like more like actual practical things like yeah I have I have a big one but it it was just me it's personal every family is different for me it was the money it was the budget it was the providing my mom the money has always been my struggle because Obviously, unschooling is living your life. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. But 
I wanted to be rich to provide everything possible. And I couldn't. And, and that was a struggle. But that's just that's just life. That doesn't matter if you're in schooling or going to school. That's just a budget thing as a family, as a so yeah, my the money because my my first kid was kind of cheap. His education was cheap. But my second kid, my daughter was quite expensive because she was a musician. She wanted a lot of music lessons, the music instruments. Oh my goodness, how pricey all of that is. <laughs> so I think my struggle was when the interests of my kids were pricey. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's how to put it. Yeah. And also you, yeah. you left your job, right? To home. Yes. That was yes. income gone yeah I used to be uh yeah I used to bring income home and then I quit and for two years we suffer a lot until I realized I had to educate myself about money because you don't learn that in school so I had to learn about money and I realized okay I'm in the wrong house in the wrong neighborhood the wrong mortgage if I change all that I will have a better life so I sold my house thank goodness I made money with that and I went to a cheaper place, much cheaper place. So everything will be cheaper for me. And yeah, that was a big savior just to change your lifestyle yeah. to make it match. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I, I can see how that is. Uh, that's a very brave decision. Uh, and I can see how a lot of people would be put off, you know, would be put off home education or schooling, even if they maybe in principle want to do it. Because it means uh, sacrificing certain things, yeah, yeah, whether that's, yeah. Life, whether that's money or a career or whatever. And I, I mean, I get it. Uh, like I, I can understand that. Uh, and in an ideal world, we wouldn't have to choose. But again, like we don't live in an ideal world, so right. But if, even if my kid went to school, all the music that she wanted to do was not provided by the school. I would still have to pay all those private lessons. So it really doesn't matter if you go to school or not. If you want to provide your kids what they need, it requires money. Yeah. <laughs> That's a struggle. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I actually envy the moms that they already see the future. They already know they're going to stay home and they're going to unschool or homeschool. And they already plan all the income that comes already save it. Like they plan so smartly with the budget. I envy them. It's like, wow, you guys were so smart at the very beginning and I wasn't. Yeah, but it's hard it's to amazing. know at the beginning. I mean, I didn't know at the beginning. Right. Uh, you know, right. I think a lot of us just kind of fall into it or a, some people are forced into it because they have to take their child out of school. They're struggling in school or whatever. They don't want to go to school anymore. So, So I think, yes. Ideally, it would be nice to know ahead of time so you could. Yes. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think. I think in a lot of cases, yeah, that just doesn't happen. Um, I'm just thinking about um, what else I wanted to ask you. Oh. Is there anything else you want to men mention about your book or any other thing you'd like to share? Well, um, a lot of people have a hard time with the quitting. When their kid does an activity for years, you invested money on that activity for years, that interest, and all of a sudden your kid wants to quit because that's not what they want to do anymore or they have learned enough and now they're moving on. And 
in general, society sees quitting as bad. And I just want to remind that it's not, it, it just is, it's not bad. It's just is, it's part of the process. It's part of who they are. It's part of their interests. Like it's not a bad thing. It's just moving on, keep going. It's process. Right? Like, I, I feel like a lot of people are afraid of the quitting. Like, I invested so much money, keep going. <laughs> yeah, it feels like quitting has really negative connotations. It's like, yeah, it's like giving up. It feels like a waste. Like, you waste yeah. time and that money on whatever it is, and you got good at it, or you got to a certain level, and now you're stopping. Like, why would you do that? Um, and I think yeah. that's where, where we project a lot you know, in that, because in our lives, I mean, in my life, I've quit millions of things. In fact, in fact, I, pro <laughs> I probably have some issues also, like unresolved issues that, that like, I have to be very aware of when my children want to stop doing something. And I'm like, wait, wait, I've quit so many times. And now you can't quit. I can't allow you to quit. Like, that's the inner conversation inside my head. I'm a lot less chill than than you are. You seem very chilled out. You seem very like. Let me tell you Let me tell you the secret. Let me tell you the secret here. When you grow up being bossed, you understand why autonomy is so important. And I I experienced I experienced not having autonomy. I think that's why it was so easy for me. I think I don't know my hypothesis again. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate your your confidence and your um, honesty, and and I think it's appealing for people to see others who are sure of themselves and who not only are they sure of themselves, but you've actually done it and succeeded <laughs> at it. You know, whatever that means. But you know, you've you you're almost there. You're almost at the at the finish line of your yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's exciting. And, and I oh, think another thing I want to say, a lot of people ask me about, but how do you get to college when the kids are little? But how do you get to college? <laughs> and I, I want to answer, don't focus on how you're going to get into college, but focus on your kid interest. And that interest will take you to the right channel, the right street, the right path that you have to keep following. And the example is my daughter. I had no idea how she could get into a college in Europe. I had no idea. And when it happened, it happened. Like it's when, you, when you're in front of the problem, then you find the solution. Like I didn't plan that when she was little, right? So it's just. You can't be planning college for your child. Right. At any right. Because and getting into college is so different depending on the career, depending on which college, depending on the country. It's there's so many different ways that you cannot plan it until your kid is almost there, near. Yeah. You know, like just I focus on your kid interest. That, that I think that's great advice, and I also think like that we need to de-school and like deconstruct why we think college is first of all the best option. Uh, yeah. and even necessary I mean I know it is necessary for certain careers for sure. yeah for the pending yeah yeah but I feel like for so many I mean even for me personally like I went to college but like what I'm doing now 
has very little to do with my original degree. So technically, I could not have gone then. And I could have gone maybe a bit later on or, or never. Like, maybe it wouldn't have made a huge difference. And I know some people go for the experience, and that's great. And I don't want to take it away from anybody. But I'm just saying that I don't think we assume that college is like a guarantee of something. You know, you go to college and then you will be guaranteed a better job or the job that you love or whatever. And that just is not always or ever the case. Uh, and, and, I, how, and how do you explain? Get, this one is hilarious to me. I went to college to learn education and to teach children. Again, I was the student that, what can I do to pass? What can I do to pass this class? What can I do to finally graduate and leave? That was my goal. It was just, how do I, how can I finish this fast? It was not, what can I learn so I can educate children? Not at all. So I finished my degree, double degree, special ed and elementary. And I get my first job as a teacher and I have no idea what to do. So I graduated, I got my diploma, I passed all the tests and I had no idea what to do with a class. <laughs> then that the summer that I had before teaching, that summer I went to Barnes and Noble, uh, that's a, a store here in the US full of books. And I got all the books about teaching because I had no idea, no idea. So that summer I learned on my own how to teach children. So yeah, college, if you go with the mentality I want to learn, sure, you're going to learn. But if you go with the mentality of my parents force me, I have to go to college. You're not going to learn a thing. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you learn is how to pass. The game of passing. It's a game. Mm -hmm. And it's very That's similar. That's sad. It's just so sad. <laughs> yeah. And it proves you that when you want to learn or... You see the need, you then you learn right away and fast. Sure. sure. And then I became a great teacher. <laughs> <laughs> After that summer of uh, flicking through books, <laughs> you self-directed your way into teaching. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I sure oh. did. Well, um, I'm going to let you go, um, but uh, I realize we haven't even mentioned the name of your book. So, oh. so you'd like to say uh, like what it's called and where people can find it. Yes. My second book that I just published is called A Successful Education because it is a way, if you follow my guide, if you follow unschooling, if you follow self-directed education, you keep ends up being successful but in the book I explain what successful means because we all have different definitions of each person has different definitions of what successful is but if you follow in schooling and self-directed education your kid will be successful that's why I named it a successful education and my first book is called 18 because that number my kid when my kid turned 18 uh, that number just changed everything in my head <laughs> So I named it 18, an unschooling experience. Right. And I'm going to link them to the show notes. And maybe Thank you, can you. like a, um, 
I don't know, wherever any people can, can find them, where it's easier to find them. And I'll link Yeah, them. any online store of books, yes. Very great. In the library. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for being here with me. It was such thank a you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love talking to you. Yeah, same. Bye, Martha. Bye.